The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about motherhood. And, you know, the, uh, the name of our show, Fighting for Love, sometimes we have to fight for love with our kids. And fortunately, our kids are older, and now they're, you know, they're old enough to have their own kids so hopefully we have raised them in a way that is going to make them good parents but it's it's not easy and there's a lot of funny things that happen and so i've been reading this really fun book called the unmumsy mum by sarah turner and it's the hilarious highs and emotional lows of motherhood motherhood is not always such an easy task and of course we don't always know what we're doing when we're starting out as parents because the truth of the matter is they don't teach us to be mothers or fathers in school and some of the training that we get when we're living as children in our own families of origin uh, may not be (laughs) exactly what we want to repeat and may not be the best for us or for our kids. So let me tell you a little bit about Sarah Turner. She grew up in Cornwall, England, and graduated from the University of Exeter in 2008 with a degree in philosophy and sociology. And she worked at the Royal Bank of Scotland until 2012. And when she gave birth to her first son and decided to work part-time at the university, she had a lot to learn. Um, Despite achieving the holy grail of part-time work, part-time parenting, Sarah found that motherhood considerably was much more difficult than she had anticipated. And for this, she decided to start writing a blog. And she started writing the Unmumsy Mum, because, of course, we're talking about England, um, in that, that blog, the Unmumsy mom blog. In 2014, Sarah's second son was born. And even though it was chaotic and crazy uh, with two kids under three, she decided to dedicate more time to the blog, I think, to help her with her sanity, uh, which now has more than four million page views. So you can find out more about her at conflicthealing.com where we have her picture, her bio, her book. But we also link to her website, which is the unmumsy mum at a dot blogspot.com. So thank you so much for joining us all the way from Europe in England. That's great to have you, Sarah. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. 
So what is it really that inspired you to write The Unmumsy Mum? Were you just going crazy with motherhood or, or what was it all about? <laughs> yeah, I think it was it was partly that. I think um, I had had this vision of what um, motherhood was going to be like. And then um, when my first son came along, um, I just found it incredibly, um, incredibly challenging and it didn't kind of play out quite as I had imagined it's that typical expectation versus reality um, scenario and um, I found a lot of the stuff that I um, looked at online to try and make me feel better or or feel reassured that actually I was doing a good enough job Um, a lot of the stuff I found actually made me feel worse you know there's a lot of stuff how to guides this is what you should do parenting manuals kind of thing um, and everything just kind of made me feel like I was failing. Hmm. I decided I would write something of my own that I kind of pledged at the beginning would be, you know, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the parenting truth. Right, with some humor, <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, humor is key, absolutely. You know, you have to have a sense of humor when you have kids, right? I mean, and it, it is trial and error. And, you know, you think, here you are, an educated woman. And, you know, I was an educated woman myself. And you get into this and you think, oh, you know, I can handle this. And then all sorts of surprises happen, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're pretty uh, candid about all the highs and lows of motherhood. So why do you feel that this approach that you have here has gained you such a devoted following of all these people who, all these moms that are in a similar situation? I think it's because, like me, like I was when I first became a mum and was online, you know, kind of looking for something to make me feel better. I think um, what I have been writing about, you know, for the past four years has, has struck a chord with um, with parents everywhere, really, that have recognized themselves in what they're reading. So they've read it and they thought, actually, uh, what she's just described there sounds a bit like my day. Or, yes, my son does that too and it drives me mad. Um, or all the things that, you know, the, the, the highs and lows. It can, it can be magical um, being at home with children, but it can also be frustrating and hard. And, um, and sometimes you just want, you know, you just want to know that you're not, alone in those struggles that you're facing so I think that's why why it resonated with people because they they saw actually you know she's documenting the reality of, of, of what parenting is really like exactly and I think for those of us who have a career before we have kids like you did and like I did you know I didn't have my first child till I was 31 but I was married at 22 you know, so I was already having my career and all these things. And then, and you think, you know, that you're successful at your career and then you don't feel very successful as a parent because you don't know what the heck you're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's that, so true. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, I think that's the hardest part. You know, if you're really young and you have kids, you don't know what you're doing anyway. So it doesn't matter. You don't feel too much like a failure because you never did that much anyway. <laughs> You know what I mean? If you're very young, no, it's it's the it's that contrast, isn't it? I'm sh- I'm sure that having having children is is harder, you know, at whatever age. But I think you're right in that if you have previously had a job or occupied a position somewhere where you felt kind of quite competent and valued in that role, and then all of a sudden the new role that you're doing 
seven days a week actually you're not even sure if you're doing a, a very good job you know it's um it's difficult to know sometimes isn't it how how <laughs> well you're actually doing and I, I I never felt like I was particularly qualified for the job of mum <laughs> I didn't think so either because I was the youngest child so I didn't have anybody to take care of as a kid and I didn't really babysit very much you know that wasn't no. That's the kind of job I had. So, so you know, I was the baby. So, yeah, I, I can really relate to all of that is really not knowing. Now, if you're an older sister that's like, uh, you know, 12 years old when another baby's born and you got to help, you know, you walk into it, you have a, a much better idea of what's going on. But um, if you're the baby, it, it makes it even harder. So what did you feel most ill-prepared for when you had your first son? Oh, um, that's a very good question. I think it was probably um, all of the emotions that go with um, with becoming a parent. I had underestimated in a way. So you you expect to feel tired, don't you? Because everybody tells you, you know, you 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 know, when this baby arrives, you won't sleep. You know that, right? And right, right, right. We're pre- we're prepared for that. Yeah, you know, we'll be tired, but we'll be happy, and all the rest of it. But actually. It's not just a case of being tired, because when you're in the thick of sleep deprivation, um, it kind of has a knock-on impact to everything else. So I can just remember not just feeling tired, but also just feeling kind of emotional about everything, um, and what you know, a bit, a bit anxious about things. Um, and, and sleep just is, you know, such an important um, plays such an important role, doesn't it, in kind of regulating everything. So lack of that just yeah and, and the and the emotions that are caused by the chemical changes in your body too yeah yeah exactly yeah the hormones yeah yeah i mean those make you crazy just as it is you know yeah. let alone the the sleep deprivation and different schedules and you know different yeah. sleep schedules and waking up in the middle of the night all of that is just yeah you just don't realize how how difficult it really is no yeah, that lack of control, it's that loss of control, I think, as well. You know, if, you, if you've had a job previously um, or, you know, you've, you've, you've kind of managed a household or you've been in a relationship, you kind of feel like you have an element of control over your life and where it's heading and, and how your day plays out. But when, you, when you've got a young person, um, their agenda is quite often completely um, at odds with what, <laughs> with what yours is. Um, and I can remember just thinking, you know, what... Well, you know, why, why won't you behave? Why won't you <laughs> X, Y, or Z? But of course, he was, you know, seven weeks old. And right, right. Maybe, and, I, and as soon as I took a deep breath and went, actually, um, maybe if I just relax a bit more and, 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 and don't try and kind of control how our day is going to go and just, like, see how it goes, um, be a bit more casual about things, I actually found that I enjoyed it a lot more. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So what is that hope, denial, standoff, rage, guilt, and all the different cycles that you go through as a parent? You know, and, you know, what is that cycle? And how, how might you give some suggestions for new parents? You know, here we are on the campus of the University of California. We've got young people that are getting married. We've got, you know, uh, people who are getting their fellowship or whatever it is, getting their master's and there, a lot of them are getting married, the doctors in the medical school. And then, you know, how how should they cope with all this cycle? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's an interesting one. It, it's how do you, how do you, you know, can you prepare for, for parenthood? Um, 
I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. I'm not sure that you. I'm not sure that you can. I think, in a way, um, you can only really know <laughs> know when you know when it arrives and it hits you. Um, but it's that. It, it, it's maybe not being so hard on yourself. So um, I think as, as new um, as new parents, we feel we tend to feel guilty about everything that we're not doing things you know, not doing enough of something or we're doing too much of something or our baby spent too much time doing this or we should have, we should have fed him this. Um, and I think actually sometimes just need to <laughs> take a step back and think actually they're fine. You know, if you look at them, they're absolutely fine. So I can just remember getting really wound up about, oh, he's not eating the right things. He hasn't had any fresh air today. We haven't done this. So-and-so that I've met, you know, at a, at a baby group who's got a child of similar age seems to be doing so much better than me. It's that comparison thing, isn't it? Yeah, when you you feel like compared to other people that you're failing, but actually, I think it's really important to be open and honest and, and have that conversation. So, if you meet another mum in the park and 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 you say, you know, or she says, "How are you feeling?" It's feeling able to say, "Well, you know, it, this is going well, but this is is not going so well." Rather than doing the, the typical thing of going, "Yeah, everything's fine," um, when actually, I think if we all shared our parenting um, grumbles a little bit more, then it would kind of make everybody feel better and breathe a sigh of relief that they weren't they weren't on their own. So yeah, it would ease the guilt, definitely. Yeah, and you know, I think the internet is somewhat helpful, not only for looking things up, like I remember um, when I had my first son, you know, and I was 31, and I... I remember reading The First 12 Months of Life because that was such a cool book to read that I knew what he was going to do. I knew when he was going to smile. Thank God he was healthy, so he followed everything in the book. So that kind of helped me. But I really think in the olden days when people would have like a parent live with, you know, the older parents or, or aunts and uncles would all live together, that they were helping more you know but that doesn't happen at least in the united states most people are quite a f- quite far from their parents so it's the same here in the uk yeah absolutely the same and you're right you know you think of generations in the past when they you know we say here it takes a it takes a village to you know to raise a <laughs> to raise a child and it's because everybody chipped in so you'd have you know the grandmother and, and granddad or grandpa living you know perhaps in the same house and helping right be kind of clubbing together and that doesn't happen. So, you, you know, sometimes, especially if one of, if one of, if, if you're a partnership and one of you works full time, um, then, you know, I felt very much like an island on my own. Uh, right, you know, right. For this new baby. So, yeah, it is hard. And the internet is, it does provide a wealth of information. And some of that is really super supportive and encouraging. But some of it isn't, you know, isn't ideal. Right. Stumble across what you perceive as other people who are coping very well on social media and of course quite often that's just because social media is is not real life you know we, we post a selectively edited snapshot of our life right making yourself look good i'll tell you what is helpful like for me at least when i have a, a i i have all these listservs that i subscribe to and thinking for myself as an attorney when i have an issue that i don't know what to do with clients i'll put something out to everybody and say hey i have this really weird issue anybody have any ideas for me and and those kinds of things where they're not like facebook like you're trying to show who you are so much but really like asking for help that's one neat thing you know if there's enough of these kind of help lines or like your blog is helpful but um but otherwise i think it is 
it, it's hard. But that's the only way I think it would be helpful is you had really supportive group that you get on and you say, what should I do about this? I don't know what to do about this. Yeah. You, know? Are, you know, there are, you know, if you, if you dig deep enough, you can, you can find them. And the good thing about those is when you feel like you're on your own because you're, you're feeding the baby again at three in the morning and, and, you're in, and, and at that moment it feels like the rest of the world is asleep. You can go online and, and very soon find other mums and dads that are up and awake and feeding. <laughs> right. It's almost like zooming out on Google Maps, you know, right. realizing that actually there are there are lights on in other houses um, nearby as well. It's not it's not just you on your own. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I do think that the lack of having that, um, you know, elderly parents who've been through it before to help you and say, just relax. That's really common. Don't worry about it. You know, those kinds of things. I know when I was out in California where I live and my mom was in Chicago, you know, so that that wasn't going to be helpful to me, you know, being that far. And maybe I could talk to her, but, you know, it's it's nice when you have somebody there to kind of give you an idea. Some of the things you're not going to agree with, obviously, <laughs> because they're old yeah. wives' tales. But, yeah. but it's just nice to have somebody around to who's been there and done that yeah. to, to at least show you what, what goes on. Well, what about working parents? You know, I was I was a working parent uh, for my my kids, and that's different than a stay at home mom. And and what what do you think about that? I mean, some of these, like my former paralegal, um, she worked full time as an attorney, and she has just had her third child, and it's so yeah. hard. Yeah, it is really hard. Do you know, I I think, I honestly think it's hard whichever whichever way you do it. So um, I have got friends who um, who went back to work full-time um, and, you know, so they needed, you know, daycare for, um, or family support for, a, you know, for a, for a baby from a very early age um, because, you know, they had, they had a career that just didn't work part-time. You know, not all jobs can be dipped into on a part-time basis. Um, and I know, a, you know, a friend of mine felt extremely guilty that she felt like she'd missed those, right. you know, those formative years, all those milestone moments that you were talking about, first smiles and what have you, were very often happening um, when she wasn't there, when she was at work. So that was really hard. But equally, I think, you know, mentally, the, um, the, the kind of mental strength that is required to stay at home all day, every day with, um, with young children um, I certainly found the, the times when I've been at home harder in many ways than the times when I was going out to work. Um, you know, I've done a mixture of part-time and full-time work uh, since having two children. And, um, and you know, I have to say there are many days when I hold my hands up and, and, and say, you know, respect of the highest order to anybody that stays at home full-time because it's hard work. It's intense and, um, and it's not often, you know, maybe it's rewarding in the long term, but it doesn't often, you know, feel like that. There are days when, you know, um, you can't seem to get anything right and the house is a mess and you make something for your child to eat and they don't want to eat it and, and you sort of think, actually, I'd ra- I, I would, you know, quite possibly, as bad as it may sound, rather rather be at work. And, um, and then, of course, you've got part-time work, which is what I've done for a lot of the time, where you don't really feel like you've got the best of, you hope that you'll have the best of both worlds, 
But I don't think it pans out like that because what actually happens is that you don't feel like you're doing either job at full capacity. <laughs> right. You're not right. right. I felt like I wasn't able to throw myself fully into a, a professional work environment because I would have to say it, you know, tea time on on um, on a Wednesday, you know, Wednesday evening. I, I won't be back now until Monday. But likewise, I still wasn't doing the being a parent thing full time either. So I'm sure whichever way you do it, there are, um, you know, pros and <laughs> pros and cons. But I think we just have to yeah, su- support each other in whatever decision, you know, works. Because what works for one family probably, you know, might not work for another. Right, right. And, you know, if you have a partner versus whether you don't have a partner, you know, I, I do divorce mediation. And so I see these families with young children getting a divorce and, and sharing 50-50 custody and then still working. You know, it really is sad for, for everybody, you know, that, that everyone has this tendency to feel guilty or feel inadequate or you know, it's really, it, I think it's really tough. I mean, I went through it when there were still stay-at-home moms, you know, and I wasn't one. And um, and so I know that feeling of guilt. And even my mother, you know, when I was little, my mom worked with my dad. And so all of my friends had, you know, stay-at-home parents, and I was a latchkey kid. So, you know, you, ha- you never know if you're doing the right thing, but then again, you if, if you're, an, if you're a, an intelligent person and you love your children, but, you know, how many times can you sing, you know, the wheels on the bus go round and round without going nuts, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Not, it's not an easy job. No, it's not. And I think as well, it's that thing of... Um, of, 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 again, you know, obviously it's, it's important to bear in mind what, you know, the, first and foremost, the, the, how the child is, is going to feel and, 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 and their interests. But um, actually it's also really important that, that mum and dad are happy too because I think if mum and dad aren't happy, then, then that doesn't create a happy, a happy household generally. And I remember when I, was, um, when I was at school, both my parents were teachers. And what that meant was that whenever I had like a school performance or something you know when parents would be invited in to watch a play or what have you um my parents were very often not there because they were doing similar activities at the schools that they worked at right no in all of my i had i had lovely childhood you know lovely upbringing and never did i feel bad or let down or sad that um you know i looked out to the audience and mom and dad weren't there because they were at work and i understood that um, but it's funny that now it, it's almost my worst nightmare to think of my son looking out into a sea of faces at an audience or a recital or something and me not being there. But right, I, right. actually, he would be fine because I was fine. It, it didn't have any kind of lasting, you know, emotional impact on me. You just you understand that every family is different, I think. And I think it a lot has to do with how the parents view. If the parents are centered and they're okay with everything, then the kids are going to feel okay with it. If the parents are feeling upset, then the kids are going to be upset. It's very contagious. So I think that's a- another thing to always work on yourself. You know, it's like they say when you get on an airplane, put your own mask on first, make sure you're okay before you put it on your kid. And I think it goes for even about your own mental health and your own emotional balance, that the more balanced we are, the more balanced our kids are, right? Yes, I completely agree. Yeah, I think you could do, you could spend all your time 
do it, going through the motions of making sure that your children, you know, had the best things and, and did this and did that um, and that you were there for them, you know, 24-7. But if you're feeling emotionally unhappy um, and, and, and kind of not fulfilled in, in a funny way, then um, I, I ultimately think that, that, you know, that can only come back and, and affect the child. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I very much believe kind of, you know, ha- happy mum, happy baby is, 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 is probably, you know, not a bad Right, right. Keep in mind. Right. I have a question that that, um, I wonder about the difference between like in the United States versus the UK. More and more younger men are really sharing in the responsibility of parenthood as opposed to my generation. I mean, now I see, you know, husbands are changing diapers and doing things is it is it changing like that with the young people in uk and in europe from your perspective it is yeah so we we've seen the same shift as as you've described really which is you know from um you know a generation or so ago when it was very much mom at home dad out at work and then dad being you know maybe there for um i don't know entertainment and uh, you know a cuddle before bedtime but certainly not hands-on with um with chores yeah and all of that sort of stuff and now it's, it's, it's a much more even even split i mean in our household as an example um both myself and my husband work part-time and have different days off to look after the kids so um he you know he he does just as much of um of the day-to-day child care and all that comes with that you know potty training um yeah changing yeah no that's great and and i'm so happy to see that um because that that became more of my husband as we you know had our second child but i remember it was it wasn't quite like that it was like the majority was on me so you know the mother is the one who's working outside the home as well as inside the home and then the father works outside the home but doesn't do so much inside the home yeah so i think that that balance i don't know if it's feminism or what it is or just equality that that's changing and i think that's so much healthier for kids yeah me too yeah absolutely so um what are some some examples of mum rage (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness so for me mum rage is everything where you're almost it's almost like an irrational level of anger that you probably wouldn't have if you if you hadn't been dealing with a you know um a toddler that was thought um about or you know having a tantrum about certain things before that point so for me anything can set me off but things that always wind me up are like when you discover that the ipad or other you know electronic device only has a few percent battery left and you're kind of out of range of a charger and you think oh no i really you know i really needed this we were really relying on this to get five ten minute piece so that i could i don't know unload the dishwasher or <laughs> or what have you um and um and also um people that don't have any um i get i get wound up when people don't seem to have any respect or regard for when you're pushing a buggy or a push chair um you know and, and people don't you know not that you've automatically got right of way but sometimes people don't seem to realize it's actually quite hard to maneuver right <laughs> right um, or at the airport, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and when people just don't seem to see it, you know, you, they don't seem to realize, actually, you're, you're trying your best not to knock into other people's ankles, but it's, it's actually quite hard work, and a little bit of understanding wouldn't go amiss. 
um so yeah that, that those sort those sorts of things that uh yeah that always 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 wind me up yeah well we just have about another minute left can you just give one can you give one thing that readers can take away from your book um what, what would that one thing be if you want people to take away from the unmumsy mum book Okay, so if I was just going for the one thing, the most important thing, message from the book, um, would be just to realise that, you know, however bad a day you're having, you are not on your own, that you're doing a great job, that you should just stick with it, and that somebody else is guaranteed to have always been in that position that you are in at some other time. So, yeah, read about somebody else having a bad day with you, and hopefully it will make you feel better. Misery loves company, right? I, I would like to add one thing that helps is just stop somewhere if you go to the bathroom or something, if you can go by yourself to the bathroom and just close your eyes and just take some slow, deep breaths and five yawns. It resets your brain to where you can get centered again. So that's yep. what I'd like to leave people with because I know it's not easy. Well, it's been wonderful talking to you all the way from England. You have a great accent and a wonderful attitude. <laughs> and I know your kids are going to be fabulous. So um, I just want to na- say the name of your book again, The Unmumsy Mum, The Hilarious Highs and Emotional Lows of Motherhood. And if you could just give your website, it's time to go. Yeah, it's www.theunmumsymum.blogspot.co.uk. Well, thank you so much, and you do keep up all the wonderful work. Thank you so much. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine at KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.